G'day guys, welcome to a special Halloween edition of the Crypto Catch-Up. I'm your host Ted and I'm joined by none other than Tommy, Mr. Tommy Honan and Mr. Pav. Mr. Pav. Unfortunately, we couldn't get the boys to dress up today as Tommy doesn't do dress-ups. Uh, not about it at all. And Pav's trying to look a bit smarter on his day-to-day, but yeah. we've got some, some Halloween decorations around. We've done a really good job. If, yeah. only, if only it was us that we could be credited. <laughs> yeah, some last-minute <laughs> decorations. But lads, how are we doing? Yeah, good. You're good. What a week we've seen in the market to yeah. have to seal your line directly out of your nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, insane. It's almost been like a V-shaped reversal, as we, we like to call it in the market sometimes. We've Unexpected to many. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, we talked about, I guess, last week on the podcast, a lot of hype around the ETF in the US that probably lacked the punch or the volume that, you know, we expected maybe from an announcement like that. I know it's still not 100% confirmed, but the hype is growing. Lots of Easter eggs. There's a lot of speculation again yeah. around. Are the you know are the institutions getting their money ready, getting the funds ready to pour into an ETF, a spot ETF in Bitcoin? I think you know that's kind of largely the narrative that has driven at least this initial part of the market. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's really exciting. I mean, it's just great to see energy back about the place and about the markets. And you know, it's interesting. We often talk about news stories driving the market higher and having a catalyst swell. I think if we got a really bullish news story now, it would have a serious impact on the market. Whereas yeah. over the last eight months, nine months, we haven't seen, you know, even good news stories haven't been able to impact. So I think we're in a good spot. We're not getting carried away, of course. we got to take any positivity we can hold on to right now. That's it. Yeah, and there's a good point like, to what you said, Tommy, the bullish tailwinds from yep. the ETF news or at least the institutional players in the States. Like, there's a few things you can actually use to track this right now. So in the past, a lot of these guys, the only way they could get exposure was the Grayscale products, which I know there's been some controversy on just from an SEC perspective. For a long time, they were actually running at a discount and now that gap is closing. So just the demand and the Grayscale Investments product right now that is available, I guess that could be quite likely attributed to why that's been playing catch up the last couple of months. It's been trading at a discount to Bitcoin. And then another one that's quite interesting, open interest. So we look at like the amount of positions long or short in a derivatives markets. CME, so the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, TradFi Outfit, provide a lot of liquidity to a lot of the, you know, your S&P index trading and all the commodities out there as well. Number two, in terms of exposure, so just nipping at the heels of Binance. So we never thought we'd say the day that an exchange would actually get to Binance's level, but, you know, it's one of the largest institutions in the world globally for derivatives. So they're currently sitting at 3.5 bill uh, US dollars of open interest at the moment. So didn't think I'd see that. Huge. I didn't think I'd see that. So yeah, there are a couple of ways you can sort of see that that's been happening. I know there's been some random tweets. I don't have one on me of just like inflows into the other products that are out there right now. They've been on the up and up. So it looks like everyone's trying to play the the ETF news catalyst at the moment. Mm. Yeah, I mean, from last week, obviously we went to about 35K and we discussed like potentially could retrace a little bit. You know, especially after the news of like the ETF kind of died down. But like we've kind of maintained that 34, 35K level, which is really strong because that 30K mark, the USD I'm talking about, was a psychological level for like a lot of this bear market, right? Like we rose up there and and played around with it and then kind of came down and settled down at about like the 25 range a lot of the time. But this time it's kind of like a clean break and it's really positive to see that we've maintained that. What I'm looking at at the moment is the Bitcoin dominance chart, like we touched on a little bit last week. Yeah. And it's continuing to trend upwards, which is good to see because in most cycles, what you want to see before a bull market is Bitcoin dominance kind of peak out. Now, it's not at like previous levels of previous cycles, probably because like there's so many more altcoins out there and there's just like a broader market in crypto. 
But as you can see, it's it's at its highest point since about March 2021, which was kind of like the start of the last bull market. So yeah, what we're looking to see there is that to continue to uptrend. And then once that sort of bull market kicks in, if it does, we see a lot of the money flow out into altcoins and where people kind of like diversify that and jump into more risky assets, I guess, in the crypto market. So yeah, that's something I'm keen to follow. But I just wanted to show you boys a little bit of, I mean, I don't have like an image or anything, but I just wanted to shout out like I was looking at Google Trends recently. Like I'm kind of into like the search trends type of oh, thing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, like, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Well, I made a career on it. What a shock! Ages. What a shock! And um, <laughs> in the last sort of month, so the term "buy Bitcoin" in Google search has increased by about 300 percent in Australia alone. So what that shows is retail is getting back into the market. Like we saw all-time low levels for the term buy Bitcoin. Mm. And now that we're seeing that, like, you know, that increase. So good signs, I guess. Like, I guess what we want to see from a bull market is retail coming back in. And we're starting to see that through this channel, I guess. Yeah. And I guess, you know, just to touch on the Bitcoin dominance, we did kind of started off the conversation last week and I'll have you always talk about this where you know that Bitcoin value then flows into the altcoins which is what you're talking about here Ted but I guess people do look for the next best thing and when you look at what I was looking at actually this morning was the range from all-time high Bitcoin is at 35k Bitcoin is less it's a psychological thing Bitcoin is less than 50% from its all-time high yep. which is you know pretty big still a fair way it's a psychological number right that people like to hold on to and when you look at the risk to reward people are looking for now the next best thing, all right? Yeah. Bitcoin has had its run, Ethereum probably had its run or it's starting to have its run. I think just as of recording, it's kicked off a little bit this morning and people are starting to look down the list of assets now. So, that, you know, when you look at another asset that's down 90% from all-time high that still represents perceived value in the market, that's what people are going to be looking at next. And I know we've already seen it with some of the numbers coming through on the SwiftX side. People are, you know, starting to look at those altcoins, starting yeah. to diversify. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's positive signs. Yeah, and it was a big outlier. It's been Solana, right? Like that one's just gone mental. Yeah. Like yeah. 180%. The crazy thing is though, like look at its all-time high. It's at about 240 bucks. And Solana, yeah. despite having the year it's had where it's you know, up like what, 280%, like you said. Yeah. Still so far off that all-time yeah. high. Yeah, so. I posted about this on LinkedIn this morning. It was just like, it just gives it a bit of perspective, right? Yeah. Because like yeah. we're not getting carried away. You look at the all-time highs. I don't think an all-time high is a number that you need to anchor yourself to either if you're making an investment. Like, yeah. you know, it's all about the stage of the cycle when you're picking these things. So yeah. just because it's miles away from its all-time high doesn't mean it's a bad investment. Like, yep. yeah, you know, that's the problem. Yeah, like it's not like you're going grocery shopping for these yeah. things, right? Like, yeah, I'm sure you guys here as well. Like a lot of my mates are like, you know, still some of the crypto skeptics, which is fine. I, you know, I love talking them down off the trees. <laughs> <with those. laughs> but um. Like, that's what they always refer to. Like, people generally refer to, oh, what was its all-time high? Yeah. yeah. I was like, well, it was 70 grand. Oh, but it's only at 30 now. I was like, yeah, it's, it is, but it was also at 15K yeah. earlier on so, the year. Yeah. So I was like, you know, you zoom out a little bit and get a bit of added perspective there, which it's, um, you know, we're always going to put forward the bullish case anyway. That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. So <laughs> let's, let's be real. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> people want to hear the bullish case. Yeah, they want to hear the bearish. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, let's jump into some of these top movers. Now, what do we got this week? We got Pepe, of course. Everyone's uh, favorite. Favorite yeah, frog. Uh, look, I don't know, Pep, unless you have some insights on why Pepe's up about 60% uh, in the seven King, days. I think King Keck has been involved. Who? Isn't that the Pepe? King Keck? Yeah, King Keck. He's like the <laughs> founder, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm not that involved in the Pepe All world, right. but I'll take your word for it. Pepe should have been created way earlier. Like, I just had assumed someone had already created it. Yeah. it. popped out of nowhere about, what, 12 months ago or something like it's that. It's such a popular meme, Matt. You're yeah. always sending me Pepe It's my. I literally use Pepe reactions on Slack 
a million times a day. Like, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to sleep if I didn't. Yeah. Have hyper, yeah. hyper reactions during the day. It goes down really well with people that don't understand the meme, but you know, that's their problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pepe. But like, I don't know, like, it's been hard. Like, in Mina Protocol, I know we did a bit of a write up on that one. It broke a massive downtrend just technically, but fundamentally, like, this is a good example, right? That's a layer one infrastructure token out there at the moment. They were seeing a massive uptick just in monthly active users as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, you pair the fundamental with a technical, like a range breakout, plus the fact they're getting more user adoption. It's kind of how you can sort of come to these investment decisions, I guess, a little bit easier doing your own research. But I would still say as well, right? It is. Yeah. yeah. But it's still one of those ones when it runs 100%, how the hell is anyone meant to predict that? You know what I mean? Like these things have just been long suppressed for so long. It's like a spring. They've just been called up for months and months and months. So when they go, they are very explosive. Mm. If people are trading, right? These are the kind of opportunities that people are looking for, right? Yep. You know, do your own research on the fundamentals of these projects. But, you know, people that are just using crypto as a trading tool, which a lot of people are, Mm. This is what they're looking for. They're looking for that flat bottom, right? Yep. And that coil up, as you say, Pav, it doesn't matter. They don't want to hold it onto it long term anyway. They just want to use it as a trading tool. So, so good for that kick. Yeah, exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They do pay like 11 or 12% on chain for rewards as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so a lot That's of people good. probably, you know, there's a yep. fair, fair chunk of it staked as well. I haven't got the exact number on it at the moment, but um, yeah. Yeah, another one I wanted to shout out as well is Injective. Like we we're just talking about all-time highs and coins like Solana are so far off their all-time high. Mm-hmm. Injective has had a really strong performance this week and it's actually not far off its all-time high. Yeah, look at it. It's pretty close, isn't it? Yeah, if you bring that chart up. Yeah, so it's not far off, which you don't usually see in bear markets too. Well, depends. Yeah, are we in a bear market anymore? Yeah, I mean, I, you could argue that we're not yeah. no longer in a bear market. Well, but theoretically, yeah, when highs are being broken and you're holding highs, like that's what you'd consider bullish behavior, right? So, I mean, that's what we've been seeing for the last couple of months, I would say. What are we considering close to its all-time high? Because it's 46% from its all-time high. Yeah, it's pretty close. 46. That's not close, Beth. What? It's $13. Wasn't the all-time high 20... $24. So that's so that's still close. 46% away from its all-time In crypto, that's close enough. You sourced a lot. I'm calling you out on it. Calling <laughs> bullshit on this one. Well, um, Look, it's, uh, you know, it's had a good run. It's closer. But I guess, you know, are people as bullish about Bitcoin at the moment? Yeah, probably, I guess they are. And we're looking at roughly the same numbers. And that's yeah. 50% away from all-time highs. Yeah. and usually, It's all kind of relevant to its price, right? Usually, like, Bitcoin retains its value a lot better than altcoins. Yeah, absolutely. They, that's a lot of proof of stake as well, in is another mm-hmm. stick. Well, it's not so much a partnership, but they've integrated with Google Cloud. They also released a project called Cascade, which basically brings the Solana ecosystem together with the Injective ecosystem. So just another adoption play there. You love to see it. Bit of building. Mm. What else we got in the news? We've... Oh, this is an interesting one. Chainlink just going on the tear, still making partnerships. Yeah, Ted, I know you sort of probably know a bit more about this one. I just feel like every week we have another Chainlink story to talk about. It's having an incredible year. Is that off the chain, Ted? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Such a dad like, I like the Chainlink brand. I think it's, it's yeah. honest and it seems clean. Yeah, it does. And... <laughs> <laughs> And it's actually, I think it's sitting at like number 12 in the market cap rank, which I don't, yep. I think it's its highest ever point. So it just goes to show you like what it's been building in this bear market has paid off. But yeah, the story is here, like Vodafone's teamed up with Chainlink for a proof of concept aimed at revolutionizing global trade. So they're utilizing that cross-chain interoperability protocol that Chainlink's pretty famous for to basically optimize the exchange of like trade documents on chain. 
So, yeah, interesting one that I'll be keen to watch play out. But, yeah, what I mean, like, that's Vodafone, Swift, and now NZ Bank that have used um, the CCIP for tokenizing real-world assets on-chain. So, Chainlink's just gone from strength to strength. I think you'd be hard-pressed finding another project right now that's actually bringing real-life world use cases to blockchain. Even if it's outside of crypto as we know it, they're using blockchain solutions to try and fix problems, right? I think when we first started at SwiftX, Tommy, like, a big thing, we're like, oh, blockchain could fix freaking distribution of you know selling cattle or whatever else like you know there's all these permissionless and trustless ledgers for shipping and you know you could know the integrity of something at a certain checkpoint before it got to its final destination and you know it with absolute fact like it's cool to see someone's actually on the front foot of that and seems to be chain like running the show a couple of years ago. Oh, maybe it wasn't that long ago we were talking about like just the voting system. Yeah. Like mm. that's one that really shits me, if I'm honest. Like mm. the fact that you still have to go and line up and you know, yeah. manual look it's no sausage not every- either. No, it doesn't <laughs> it is worth the trip. Democracy though. sausage. <laughs> But even get, I didn't get, there wasn't one this time. Yeah, you do, but you have to pay for it these days. Oh, what? Yeah. It used to be free. Oh, I still got it for free. Okay, let's not digress. Yeah. $2 snag is now $5. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's inflation for it. No, it's just like that's one of the use cases that we've kind of half joked about for yeah. quite some time, right? Like the fact that a decentralized blockchain would be just the perfect mm. place for a, a, like a voting system, like a mm. national voting system. But, you know, are we ever going to see it? Who knows? Probably just keep lining up in the when it comes time. So we just did it again last week or I mean, two weeks ago. When it comes to like politics and elections and stuff, they're probably 30 years behind where we need to be. So I think other industries will start to catch up, but they're probably going to be the last to realize it. I just want to ask a question for you boys, actually. Now, I know Decrypt said that Polygon was 2022's best crypto project. And that was based largely upon like, you know, the partnerships that they landed with some of those massive brands like Disney, Starbucks. I had everything, Adidas. Adidas, heaps of them. Mercedes or something. Now, like Decrypt hasn't come out with their like project of 2023. Mm. Do you guys think thus far it's been Chainlink? Yeah, fundamentally and technically, I'm a fan. I don't yeah, have I any, it, unfortunately. I guess it depends what you're basing it on. If you're basing it on like a project continuing to build, move forward, make industry-leading and defining partnerships, you've got to say Chainlink is yeah. definitely up there for sure. Look, there's probably things happening that we don't even know about that we're trying to uncover week to week, right? There's still no bigger influence on the market than Bitcoin, though. Like, Of course. Yeah. Now, outside of Bitcoin, I would yeah. say Chainlink's right up there. Ethereum obviously had its merge and switched to proof of stake mm. during the year as well which is yep. like that's something to consider too like that happened in the last 12 months yep. that was absolutely massive and it was. such a feat of engineering to take place in a, such a seamless way right so yeah, yeah you exactly. know, things like that i guess it depends what your criteria is but yeah i think it's like you're looking for a simple answer here but you know you're not going to get that no i know i'll never get a simple answer <laughs> boys yeah i think the way to look at it is like finding things that are like the most tangible, yep. right yep. partnerships are tangible something like the merge like that's pretty easy to understand and understand that's huge huge milestone yeah absolutely so yeah I think another thing they've got going for them is the asset tokenization work that they've been doing as well like that's going to see that being a big theme Chainlink yeah Yeah, Chainlink yeah you know just on that whole theme it's something that I have on my own discovery roadmap at the moment I guess is to really deep dive and and grow my knowledge base across tokenization of real world assets I have a high level understanding of what it means and what it can mean for us but Mm -hmm. it's been called out as a key area and a key pillar even in the treasury submission that we've seen in in Mm -hmm. the the Australian um, some really good issues right so Mm -hmm. there's things like that are are coming into play there there was things in that bill about like crowdsourcing and and fundraising fundraising through crypto which is it's a bit of a grey area still at the moment I still find it wild that they still just like even ventured into that space 
Well, I know, yeah, which is, it's wow. really pleasing, right? It's yeah. really pleasing that Thinking they've, they've covered off so much, you know, mm. they've had a lot of support from a lot of industry leaders, you know, to shape that initial bill, but it's our turn now to come back and not rebuttal it, but, um, you know, give our views and, and takes on it. So that's um, yeah. a little bit off topic, but, you know, it's all important. Um, oh, yeah. But that real world tokenization of assets is going to be an it's absolutely massive, massive yeah. bill in the future. I mean, even BlackRock CEO Larry Fink said, like, that's going to be the biggest use case for crypto and blockchain in the future. So yeah. for, if a billionaire like him is saying it, <laughs> yeah, that's it. You better listen up. Is he a billionaire? That's probably They're all truly, truly there's yeah. by all the stage. So what? Yeah. Speaking of billionaires. Good segue. It was almost like the perfect segue that was. Um, <laughs> former billionaire, SBF. <laughs> Is that yeah, that? yeah, probably. Yeah, SBF took the stand in the trial just this week, just gone. Yeah. He, I mean, how do, how do I even frame this? Um, not a dickhead. <laughs> he's admitted he's made some mistakes along the way. His stance is essentially, I made mistakes, but I didn't intentionally steal yeah. customers' yeah. funds or yeah. defraud customers. Yeah, yeah. The code has proven him wrong. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It's pretty premeditated. It, it was set up, but you yeah. know that link between um, FTX and Almeida was it was set up. It was built in code. He either built it, which I don't think he did. He instructed somebody to build yeah. this loophole, which was fraudulent. The statement that has came out when he took the stand this week is, you know, going to be taken with a grain of salt. But these are the facts, and this is what's happening. But um, yeah, after the collapse, you know, when it just happened and all the you know the frenzy yeah. was going on chaotic and he started tweeting out like pretty much trying to give his side of the story and yep. just save himself essentially yeah that's come back to biden like the prosecutors are just going hard on these tweets and basically contradicting what he's saying in court as opposed to when he said like when he was tweeting and it's just very contradictory so yeah, yeah maybe he shouldn't have taken the stand it was a risky move yeah bold yeah. bold strategy yeah, yeah i mean just calling out like he has said on the stand that his biggest mistake was not implementing a dedicated risk management team which blows my mind <laughs> <Think> <laughs> about it, like you're holding billions and dollars of customer funds and you don't have a dedicated risk management team which is you know, just insane i can remember um listening to like caroline ellison who was the ceo of almeida at the time like just talking about their process of... Oh, yeah, that video like, that went around. Like, yeah, like a, a Slack reaction, like a tick was what they would look for as an approval to move like a billion dollars worth of money. Really? Yeah. So wow. it was like just the processes that lack thereof against yeah. the process that they ended up, which was crazy. So it's interesting to see that the tweets are being used him against him in court because, yeah. you know, he was pretty vocal early on and I think yeah. his uh, lawyer probably tapped him on the shoulder before long. And uh, just, yeah. Cut it there, Matt. Probably should have found the delete button on those tweets before we caught it. There it is. It's not all bad news because Disney have actually picked up the SBF story. And yeah, I'm historian. <laughs> for all the viewers watching, yeah, there's a, there's a Disney Pixar FTX animated film in the works. He so. looks kind of cute. I want to put him in my knee. Yeah, it does look cute, doesn't it? Except for he's burning cash, which, you know. Don't like that. This is, for anyone that doesn't understand yet, this is satire. As funny and as interesting as this movie would be, I don't know if Disney are ever going to pick it up. Isn't AI cool, though? Just never know. There might be an AI-generated Disney-style movie about yeah. it. <laughs> right. Okay, yeah. that's what we need to see. See, have things on a different level. Yeah. He does. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. We're playing checkers over here. <laughs> yeah, Tab is playing Monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great game, Monopoly. It is. <laughs> ah, Ted. Boys, I want to kind of switch things up a little bit. Like there's not a heap of news in the market this week. So I want to play a fun little game for the listeners. Let's play coin versus coin. I'm going to compare two coins and you guys have to tell me which will perform better over the next 12 months starting from today. Damn. Might start with a bit of an easy one or, you know, a simple one. Bitcoin versus Ethereum. Tell me, starting with you. Short answers. 
Yeah, what's the time frame, sorry? Uh, I'll give you 20 to 30 seconds each. Oh, no, no, no. Like, Three is good. Like, are you saying from potential bottom to top or like by the end of the year or? For, over the next 12 months. Next 12 months? Yeah. Okay. Best performance or best returns. Probably should have discussed this before in a podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fine. We always work it out on the fly. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. right. That's great. No, always at the expense of the business. I'm going to go, go first. In terms of returns, Ethereum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ROI for me, Ethereum. Is that just because of the market cap? Market cap, yeah, pretty much. Like it takes a crap load of money f- yeah. to move Bitcoin's price. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. just market cap and volume required yeah. overall, I think. Caveat to that is, you know, any external news around Bitcoin with ETFs and that does yeah. could change that picture pretty quickly. But I still think we get enough inflows into Ethereum as the next cab off the rank for an ETF as well if you get Bitcoin approved. So pretty much, right. For me, it balances out over a 12 month kind of period. Ethereum probably just about takes it for me. And Ethereum's uh, deflationary when it's busy. So when the network picks up, it'll be burning more than it's making. So it'll be less and less supply. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Cool. Chainlink versus Solana. You would, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, Solana. He did, it. he did it. Solana. Yeah. Solana. Yeah. After everything Chainlink has done for you. It's, it's about the use case of so the token for Chainlink for me doesn't have utility. So unless that changes, there won't be a, a narrative where it gets consumed or needed or whatever. So like L1 is why I've always liked that. Like layer ones is like an investment opportunity because yep. you need to use that token to transact on the network. So if the network's busy, token's valuable. So yeah. I, I would agree. Solana, in terms of just raw performance over the next 12 months i would go solana for kind of the same reasons that i think pav has mentioned you know the tps is something that they've always relied on like transactions per second they've had a lot of issues throughout the years but there's still a shitload of people working on solana right it's a project that's been continuously maintained and adopted and improved so Mm. i'm pretty sure they've had zero downtime like you speak on the issues they've had which was like network downtime but they seem to have resolved that this year to be honest it's pretty easy to like gang up against Solana and talk like yeah you know it's an easy one to gang up on based on all their history and everything they've gone through but the test of time is the greatest one in crypto that we've seen so far so that's still they're still they're still battling and we've seen that even in price increases over the last 300% so maybe not exactly 300% but 200 something percent over the last you know couple months yep love it all right Battle of like the layer one alternatives, Sui versus Aptos. Well, that's a good one. Mm. Oh, I don't know enough about them, to be honest. I think for me, it just in those cases, it'll come down to VC reach and it'll come down to community adoption. So yep. I think I've seen better efforts in the Sui department, but I know Aptos is, they've got a stake with Microsoft, right? Yeah. Yep. So, they teamed up with Microsoft, Google. Yeah. So I'm sure they'll. Yeah. Just got to pick one, Sui. Uh, yeah, I yeah. I wouldn't even be able to call that one, to be honest, Matt. It's, yeah, probably need to dig into those a bit deeper. But I know that, again, they both offer proof of stake. You know, they're set up for long-term, I guess, success and long-term uh, sustainability is the word I was looking for there. So. Well, Sui's about a fourth of the market cap of Aptos, so you got to consider that. Yep. They're both founded by, like, former Facebook employees who worked on, like, the Facebook stablecoin. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, t- it's tough to split the teams, but I think Aptos has slightly better partnerships, like with those yep. web two companies you mentioned microsoft and google so yeah it's pretty much anyone's guess but based on market cap i'd probably say sui yep excellent one. what have we got next ah fun one shiba inu versus dogecoin <laughs> doge for me doge yeah i'll take shib just for the other side yeah. i'll take shib okay i'll take shib yeah. I'll, uh, I'll like to say doge but you know let's keep things spicy yeah i think the story's not over with doge and nah, twitter and our x now yeah. and elon and the whole thing i think you know you get back into bull market territory 
Silly things happen. Silly, yes, it's right. If Doge goes, SHIB will go. They can track together. Yeah. SHIB's yeah. probably as of less path of resistance, I would say. If we hit like that meme coin frenzy, it probably yeah. has a better opportunity. But um, over the 12 months, see how it balances out. Yep. Holding on to a little bit of good Doge coin, I think you have to. Mm. Yep. I, uh, yeah, I back it. And lastly, we'll go with a few gaming tokens. So Sandbox versus Alluvium. Sandbox, big metaverse play. Alluvium, more on the gaming side. For me, it's gaming. Like, I'm, you know, I know they're both technically in the gaming space or metaverse space, but for me, it's, yeah, Alluvium. It's obviously uh, an Aussie brand as well. So yeah. keen to support that one. Got to back the local boys. I think they should be involved in the Aussie crypto convention. We'll be at it in the next few weeks as well. And it'll be, uh, it's great to be able to um, touch base with leaders in the space. But that's not what we're talking about right now. Short, simple answer. Alluvium for me. <laughs> Alluvium for me too, just new coin narrative. Like as long as it's got good fundamentals, I'm always I'm more of a fan of uh, a more recent asset than a, an older asset. Yeah, I think as well if Alluvium end up launching their game next year, yeah. that's going to be massive for them. Yep. There's been a lot of anticipation over that game and the okay. sandbox has kind of been around and... Triple A rated? Triple A rated, not triple X. Oh, not triple X. <laughs> yeah. Triple X. yeah. Forgot about that. in trouble last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't think the sandbox has had great activity over the bear market, which is understandable. But yeah, Alluvium has that timing on their side, mm. which could really pay off for them. I've been reading a few articles in the last few days about like the resurgence of nfts yeah so i think we should touch on that not today but maybe next week we can, so. we can do a bit of research and, and touch on that i know a lot of people are and have had exposure to nfts over the last you know the last cycle we would say yeah i haven't seen it personally but i'm keen to do a bit more research and see where those stories are coming from but like it kind of plays on the whole sandbox metaverse kind of theme mm-hmm. overall for sure it's good yeah. one last one to wrap it up I know we were talking at the start of the show how the trend is up and the trend is your friend. <laughs> I still think it's early days. I could be wrong. But what would you say is your go-to litmus test for are we getting toppy? Is there too much greed in the market? I'm going to refer back to the last bull market and what I saw as like top indicators. Go on. Melania Trump NFTs was, was the one for me. And as soon as <laughs> I saw that, I said, all right, boys. <laughs> And girls, <laughs> the top is in. The top is officially in. Also, the fact that like when you go to a, you know an event, whether it be a family mm. gathering or a party, and you're the most interesting person in the room, everyone wants to talk to the crypto you know guy. That couldn't be true in real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it never has been and never will be. But in a bull market, everyone wants to talk to the crypto guy. Yeah. Hasn't been the case oh, since. Absolutely not. <laughs> stop ringing for the last two years. Yeah. Yeah. Are you still doing that crypto shit? Yeah. <laughs> yes, Dad. Why? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> if you want to come and say that to my face. Yeah. <laughs> Can I come in the house now? Yeah, that's right. That's a good one, Stead. Yeah. Tell me about you. Yeah, um, I was actually thinking about this earlier. I think I know you've taken a few notes, like the Uber drivers, the taxi drivers, like yeah. the guys starting to talk about it. I can remember getting a lecture. It was, oh, this is just so, it was too perfect. Got off a flight from Melbourne back to Brisbane and I got a lecture from a guy in the Uber about crypto. Yeah, And I said to him, oh yeah, I've done a little bit of crypto. Like, I'm going to be digging into it, right? But he was just like, no, 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 mate. Like, proper like giving me a talking to about oh, yeah? crypto and it was like cool. i want to say it was the exact top of the market at that time wow like yeah it was just it was scary it was yeah. scary how accurate it was at the time and i have always kind of talks and jokes about it but um it's freaky yeah. i've got a mate called charlie when he texts me about crypto as well that's a top mm, indicator so yeah. i'll wait for charlie <laughs> charlie's text yeah, yeah. Um, and the last one for me is maybe we see the likes of um a warren buffett or when these guys say 
maybe it's not rat poison square. Mm. Maybe it has some value. And it's just That's rat poison. something that we're kind of, we're always watching out for something like that from a high, you know, very yeah. high profile. So, yeah. Yeah. Good ones. What about you, Pav? You got anything else? I think for me, I'm trying to think of like a ranking of it's getting slightly worse. I remember last cycle, they started showing Bitcoin's price and like the commodities and like the US dollar and stuff just on the local news. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh. And then uh, Jason Derulo plugging his own NFTs on the radio. That was mm. strike two. Yeah. And then I think it was just, I don't know. I think it was just everyone just getting really, really comfortable with it, but for the fact that it could go to a million dollars. Yeah. Like that was number three for me. And yeah, well, yeah. still didn't sell at the top. But the the, um, yeah. the Super Bowl stuff as well. Was that was big. right at the top as well. Yeah. Crypto.com had that ad with, with Matt Damon. Uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Which yeah. was, it was the biggest comeback to bite me in the ass. Yeah. Ad that, that Fortune favors the brave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was good. Good stuff. Oh, yeah. Good answer. I like it. I like that. I like we'll, it. We'll, we'll reflect on that one in the next couple of weeks, I reckon. Yeah. How wrong were we? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Cool. Well, I think we might wrap that up there. Just before we go, we'll shout out the Australian Crypto Convention again, yep. happening from the 11th to the 12th of November down in Melbourne. So grab your tickets. We'll be there. We'll be chatting away with the yep. with forward to the punters yep. and having a bit of a, a live potty from the convention. So anyone that's going there, there's a good chance you will be recorded yeah. on this podcast yourself. So yes. come and speak to us. Pav's nice, but Ted's not very nice to approach. I'm pretty nice. Pav's really nice. So <laughs> but don't approach me. Do whatever you feel is necessary. But um, yeah, no, that's an exciting opportunity. Keen to talk to the people that do listen and yep. the customers as well. So it's cool. Tell, tell us your gains. Yep. It's going to be good. Yeah. That's why we ran a little competition for some free tickets last week. So we've given them away, but you can still get 30% off tickets with the promo code TIC30, T-I-C-30 on the Australian Crypto Convention website. So go check it out. I feel like a proper podcast shouting out promo codes. I know, right? Feels legit. Yeah. Even though we're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Look at this setup, guys. Well, yeah, come on. Good. We got video now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, we do have YouTube video with like screen share so you can check out like what the articles we're looking up, mm. charts that Pav's working on as well. So it just adds that like visual aid to what we're talking about. So go check out the YouTube. Love it. Thanks, guys. Happy Halloween. Have a good week. Lovely. Go. Thanks, boys. See you later. Thank you so much for joining us for today's show. If you liked it, don't forget to head over to the gram and join us at Tapping Into Crypto. And before we finish up, just a general disclaimer that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And the opinions on this podcast belong to individuals and are not affiliated with any companies mentioned. Any advice is general in nature and does not take into account your own personal situation. If you're looking to get advice, please seek out the help of a licensed financial advisor. We'll talk to you soon. 